sound cue, go. Welcome to Off Headset, a podcast about two theater boys doing their best. It's our first episode. It is our first episode. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> had multiple people asking, and now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adam Lemos. I am a recent graduate of George Mason University's School of Theater. Just to tell you a little bit about myself, I was originally from Williamsburg, Virginia, um, where I, you know, grew up, did a lot of community theater. I am primarily an actor, um, but when I came to college, I started doing a lot more, just in general. Um, I came into the program as strictly an actor, and then a very influential professor of mine uh, inspired me to pick up design, so I started doing, like, tech, uh, lighting, costumes, um, and so I was you've just... you've done it all. I've, I've, I've done it all. I've except also... Except sound. Except sound. And set. I haven't done anything set-related. Huh. Uh, but I also teach a lot now. I'm, uh, I've been teaching, uh, for five years now, so, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, I'd say. Um, I'm Alessandro Guyron. Uh, I grew up, uh, right here where we're recording, in Fairfax, Virginia, I've been doing technical theater since I was 13, 14 years old, so almost a decade now. <laughs> We're old men. We're old men. We're old. <laughs> um, uh, I'm currently attending uh, George Mason University. I'm a, This is my fifth year there right now. Uh, I'm supposed to be graduating uh, by the end of 2018. Um, but I'm a part-time student. I'm just finishing up the last of my uh, gen eds, and then I should be done. What work are you doing? Uh, I currently work as the sound engineer and one of the event technicians at uh, the Nova Annandale Ernst uh, Center Theater. So it's almost like a miniature roadhouse, yeah. and I work there. Uh, my background is was mostly in uh, audio engineering and design, um, but... After I went to college, I kind of ended up picking up a lot of uh, set design and construction techniques, and um, now at my job, I do a lot of light design and programming, which I never really expected to pick up before, yeah, right? <laughs> but I have that now. I never expected to pick up lighting either. Yeah, so. it's weird yeah. how lighting creeps up on you. Yeah. They're always looking for light designers. They are. So... Um. But yeah, let's. We want to yeah. start off talking a little bit about why we want to do a podcast. Um, I think first of all, you know, everyone says networking is super important in the business. It mm-hmm. is for all of you out there. You know this. Uh, networking is huge, and so we think this could be a fun, easy way to just sort of get our names and personality, I guess, to yeah. out there, mm-hmm. um, and. Sanja, you've mentioned multiple times how closely knit the like technician community on Tumblr is, yeah, which I think yeah, is pretty cool. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. Um, I think the the guy who does QDQ Comics actually kind of started that whole biz, but which is super cool. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's a good way to get our voices out there. It's also kind of a way to journal our current experiences. Yeah, working as 
theater artists, quote unquote. Um, no, well, not yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, we are right. we yeah. are theater yeah, artists. You're right. You're right. And we I are. think that's important yeah. to you know acknowledge. Yeah, um, working as theater artists in our early twenties, I think from what I've seen, a lot of our um, peers are kind of going through similar. I don't know, similar experiences, so yeah. I figured it would be beneficial for us to kind of have this as both like an educational thing and also as a journaling thing. Yeah. Um, I know that's the big thing for me, is like uh, I was saying earlier, even if like no one out there ever listened to it, you know, it's just a great way to get your thoughts down and like process your own experiences, just talk yeah. about them. Um, and, you know, I was never much one for like writing in a journal you know people always say it's oh it's so good for you um but i never had the like focus or the patience to like sit down and journaling write it out (laughs) (laughs) journaling is great while you're doing the writing and then you go back and read what you wrote (laughs) later on and then you just hate yourself yeah hopefully uh hopefully this form of like vocal journaling is a little (laughs) i don't recommend journaling at all Fun fact: I found a journal of yours when I when we were moving out of Castle Black. Really? <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> you were in uh, Europe. I think by that time you guys had hit Germany, and I was cleaning up. And I found a found an old journal of yours. Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> That's scary to think about. I hope you burned it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, moving on. Why don't you? Do you want to talk first? I guess about like your thoughts on theater, like why you got started, uh, what you get out of it. I mean, my thought on theater is theater is a dying art form, but it's been dying for the past like 150 years. Yeah. So, so like everyone thinks it's dying, but, but it's not like you'll get, you'll get shows like Hamilton, um, mostly musicals like Hamilton, Mm -hmm. Spring Awakening, um, musicals that are I guess kind of on the cutting edge ish yeah. of what almost theater like, is. They become like cult sensations almost. Well, not even like, cult. Not even like, cult. Yeah. yeah well, like mainstream I mean, it sensations. feels it feels cult to like on the outside looking in. I suppose. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. Hamilton, you had you know every theater major in their twenties going to school all of a sudden was obsessed with this, and it was like yeah. the. In, worst like, kept secret because like <laughs> all the theater you know kids out there suddenly fell in love with hamilton and then word got out and it yeah. was sort of like come on guys like we've been here this entire time like theater is a, cool yeah like a hipster moment yeah but um you know you know i remember i almost bought <laughs> i almost bought tickets to see hamilton like <laughs> like a year or i guess two years ago and tickets were like sixty bucks for oh, back of the house, fool. and I was like, and I was like, oh, that's a little too expensive. I'll wait till they go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you messed up. Yeah, no, that was a stupid move on my part. Yeah. But um, no. So I think I think theater, like, seems like it's a dying art form, but but there'll always be something that kind of brings it back to the forefront mm-hmm. of like what makes theater special, yeah. like. Um, promoting social change and stuff like that. And there are always, like, new ways to do it, too. Um, like, I love Shakespeare. And I actually just shot, saw uh, Hamlet at the Shakespeare Theater um, with Michael Urie. And it was just, like, 
phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and you know, you hear it all the time is that like Shakespeare is timeless, like good Shakespeare, you know, if it's done well can apply no matter what. And it's, it's true. Yeah. I would agree Um, with that. There's, you know, there's a lot of political commentary and today's political environment in there that was really brought just a whole new light to the show. Um, uh, so, like, that was really cool to see because, you know, even Hamlet, like, it's it's still around. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, from my own perspective, I guess, you know, I started doing theater just because uh, I liked... I like stories, you know. Sorry, I've always my, loved stories. My watch was ticking. I had to stop that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I've always loved stories, just because, um, you know, that was like the way that like I connected with my parents. You know, it yeah. would be like my mom reading us like Harry Potter, or the big thing. What really did it was my dad. My dad used to read us Greek myths. Um, Your dad's a college my professor. Dad, my dad is a philosophy professor yeah. at William Mary. So, like, you know, most kids get fairy tales from uh, from their dad. But I got, you know, uh, Perseus and Odysseus and all of those, you know, great, like, just foundational, like, archetypes and characters and stories. And, I mean, a lot of those dudes are, like, they have, we know about them from their place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, and that was, that was just huge, I think, looking back in my developmental years, because those were always the times when I felt like closest with my father, was just sharing those stories. Um, and then, yeah, theater started with the Greeks. And so it's kind of corny, I guess, but like theater started with the Greeks (laughs) with me too. Um, or I started theater with the Greeks. Um, no, it makes sense. But, like, from there, it's basically, like, everything in my life has just revolved around good storytelling. Yeah. You know, I do theater, the stuff I do for fun, you know, all the video games I play, I play a lot of video games. All the video games I play, I, like, primarily look for an engaging story. Yeah, right? I play, you know, Dungeons & Dragons. That's all about telling stories with your friends. It's just all about storytelling for me. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. I don't know why I got in the theater. I like I wanted to be an actor when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um and then in middle school I no one was doing like the tech work and it was really basic. We yeah. had a, a tiny light board with a couple faders and I just did it and yeah. I was like, Oh, that was okay and then I went to high school and it was like the musical season and I was like, Oh, I don't sing or dance, so I just won't do it. And my mother was like, you are not going to sit in the house every day after school for a whole two quarters. Yeah. Uh, You're going to do the tech work. And I was like, no, please. (laughs) She was like, you gotta. And I was like, fine. So it's because my mother that I do tech. (laughs) Because I did that. And I was like, oh, this rules. And now I do it for a living. (laughs) Yeah. And it's possible, you know. I think that's the other big thing is growing up, I always heard, you know, you can't make a living as an artist and granted it's hard. It is. Um, Yeah. It is pretty tough, uh, especially, you know, coming right out of college, 
being in your early 20s. Well, also, um, let's let's call it like it is, like, especially as an actor yeah, versus a technician. For sure, as an actor. Um, I do have two part-time jobs on top of my teaching job, which I love, and um, it's all just sort of, you know, a juggling act because, you know, I'm also auditioning in the area. Um, so, you know, you got to find the balance, you know, of how much you're willing to give up um, in terms of, like, what you do for fun, etc., where you live. I live in uh, a small one-bedroom apartment with my best friend, um, but the rent is really cheap. Yeah. So that affords us the money to work these part-time jobs and go and audition in the area. I just... Um, I just recently filmed for Homeland. Like, Homeland oh, yeah, is yeah. Mm-hmm. in filming in Richmond now. Um, and so I did have the chance to submit to them. They got back to me. And it was just like a day's work as a featured extra, essentially. But, you know, I got down there, 200 bucks for six hours of work. You know, I couldn't do that if I was working like a full nine to five to... Yeah. Uh, you know, to make all of this money. Um, So you do sort of have to be able to make compromises with yourself, work that sort of part-time slugging uphill job, whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's doable. Like, that's the biggest thing, I think, is proving to myself and my parents and everyone out there that you don't have to go, like straight to Broadway or Hollywood um, to be an actor and to do theater, I think is pretty I mean, cool. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Man. he was, uh, you, you know, at like bar mitzvahs where there's like a dude who like leads everyone in the Macarena? Yeah. That's what yeah. he, that was his job. Yeah, right? And like you hear all of these stories about, you know, actors in Hollywood and like what they did before. Um, and like, just like hearing that, you know, it, it gives you hope every time and even if and like that's the other thing too is i've never been like that set on like broadway or like hollywood yeah or you know they say you're never gonna make it if you like don't want it enough to just drop everything and do it but i think that could be that can be a really dangerous and like limiting way to look at that's true acting mm-hmm. um because I've never been that dead set on getting to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of friends in high school who were. And I felt sort of like I was lying or I was faking almost in my career as like, yeah, I want to be an actor and sure, I'll go to Broadway. But I never was that like Broadway baby sort of. And like, yeah. those, like all respect to those people who go to a conservatory and strictly train specifically to make it into Broadway. Yeah, um, I mean, you and I have talked about this in the past. Yeah. Like, the way the way our theater educations have been different from, like, people in conservatories, yeah. people at other schools that are considered to be a little bit more competitive in their fields. But when you go to these schools, you only, like, you go in and you're like, okay, I'm going to be not just an actor, like, I'm going to be 
like a Shakespearean actor. On this track. That's all you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a comedic actor. That's all yeah. you do. For text, it's the same deal. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be like a scenic painter. Mm-hmm. All you're going to do is paint for the next four years. Yeah. Like, I never would have picked up lighting yeah. had I been... And, like, the experience that I've gotten being a lighting designer and a costume designer, um, it's invaluable. Yeah, like, like it makes it makes you a better artist, yeah. it makes you a better actor, Yeah, I think. You're a little bit more aware of everything that's going on. Yeah. Plus, then, if you ever decide to complain about your costume, you have the right to, <laughs> yeah. because you know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, and I guess that would be, like, my initial message that I would want to, you know, say to, like we said, we sort of... We're talking about this podcast as being a way to reach out and, you know, educate, I guess. Um, Maybe and, educate is and too as, strong. But it's like an informal, like, yeah, give a heads up, I guess. Like a, um, like a conversation. Yeah, a con- start a conversation. <laughs> it's like for anyone out there who, you know, because I, I work with high schoolers a lot. Um, and I guess that would be the biggest thing that I would want to tell them. Um it's just do it and do it however you want to do it um, because it will happen and it will work out the way it's supposed to work out. Or it doesn't work out. Or that's okay. Yeah. But, but even, that's okay. If, even if you fall on your face, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. Or just uh, do tech work. Yeah. Honestly, like actors, Ian, get over yourselves. Tech work is not beneath you just little psa yeah look if we can do it you can do it (laughs) i mean i don't know it's just it's interesting to me it's interesting how being a technician like we can get a job more easily at the start but i feel like there's less of an upward mobility Mm -hmm. you know Um, like once you get into a theater you kind of stick there a lot of people do, yeah. which which I understand, because as a technician, um, freelance can bring you a lot of money, but it's exhausting. Yeah. So as soon as you land a regular job somewhere, you want to stay. Yeah, you don't want to move. Yeah. I see it. I see it all the time. Just like these, like TDs who who have been working in these theaters for like twenty years, you know, and they like can't stand upper management, theaters breaking down around them. But, like, they stay because it pays well. Yeah. And it beats it beats going back to freelancing. freelancing. Yeah. Or touring. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tour. I want to tour. Let's just tour. Yeah. 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 The two of us. Yeah, we'll, we'll tour, just go. We'll tour the podcast. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> we'll live out of my car and record in motels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the life. That's the radio life. Yeah. So this is our first episode we figured this one would be uh, just a bit of an introduction to us. Yeah, us. Who we are. Yeah, how we think about theater in general. And, you know, as as weeks roll through, as we start recording more episodes, definitely, um, you know, we'll be asking around for guest artists um, and topics that you might want to hear about anyone out there listening um, we've had a couple good friends of ours and um, professionals in the area uh, already express interest in coming on to talk. 
Um, so I guess that would be the big thing too to say is like we definitely want this to be like an active conversation. Yeah. Um, with anyone who's listening, um, please like never hesitate to reach out, ask opinions, give opinions on something that we talk about, um, because we would love to, you know, just connect is like the whole thing, um, and you know start that conversation. Um, so yeah, if anybody has any topics that they want to hear about in the coming weeks, uh, please, you know, be in touch with either of us. Yeah. We're pretty easy to find. We've got a, we've got a Facebook page now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are off headset. Yeah. So, um, our, uh, wonderful album art was done by ah, talented India Maze. It's so good. Um, you can find her, uh, artist link, uh, somewhere on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, we'll keep blasting. Yeah. Special thanks to the band Pup for the use of our intro music. Yes. Uh, Sleep in the Heat from their album The Dream is Over. Uh, it's a very good album if you like uh, just some kind of new punk rock stylings. It's pretty good. It's pretty fantastic. I have the vinyl <laughs> right over there, like two feet from where we're recording. <laughs> um, do we want to wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep this episode a little short just because it's the intro. Uh, we'll promise we'll get we promise we'll get better yeah. at this. Yeah, this is all a new process for for us. So obviously, Adam has a better radio voice than me, <laughs> so I'll keep working on I, that. I I wouldn't <laughs> be so sure about that. <laughs> we, um, I think we all hate the sound of our own voice, though. Why is that? Yeah, acoustics. It's, no, yeah, you it's hear it differently. Yeah, 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 because your voice is vibrating up through your yeah. jawbone and your ear, yeah. your bones. That's what ear they're bones. called, right? Yeah, I do audio. Yeah, sound guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, any questions, comments, or concerns, or just angry mail, uh, forward them all to Adam. <laughs> uh, his name's Adam Lemos. You can find him on Facebook. Yeah, he's a very handsome boy. Yeah, shut up. I guess that's it. How do we want to sign off? Uh. Should have thought about that before we start recording. I mean, you can uh, paste this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not editing enough. <laughs> Shut up. I'm yes, not editing. No, yes, I'm not editing will. a single thing. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> this is all real. This is all live radio. Um. Oh. I know. We're we're dumb. We're morons. Are we going off headset? Yeah. Yeah. Sandra off headset. All right. Adam off headset. <laughs>